All right, guys, I hope you're off to a good start this morning. I'm so excited about this episode. Today, I want to tell you, here's where I stand uncompromised as an entrepreneur today. I stand uncompromised in my desire, my my vested interest in having the best relationships with my clients. I want my clients to have the most phenomenal experience when they work with me and my team. And I want to create long-term partnerships and relationships with my clients. But the reality is, is that doesn't always happen, unfortunately. And there's a little bit of a, a secret behind the scenes um, to what's going on with that, especially if you are a service-based business. Now, let's define that first and foremost. What do I mean by a service-based business? Well, I simply mean anything that is not selling a product, a physical, tangible good that can be sold and delivered into your customer's hands, whether you ship that to them, whether they get it off of a shelf. Um, if, if you don't have a product, you are likely in a service-based business where you are providing some form of a service-based deliverable. Well, the reality is, is most service-based business owners, and I will count myself in this column included, do not realize this fundamental concept, right? I used to, I used to really not get this. It wasn't all that long ago. And it's been part of my, my, uh, learning and growth process as an entrepreneur over the last several years. But that is that you are always, always, always capital letters, underline, bold, italic, exclamation points on both ends. You are always operating in a relational deficit. You can never really get ahead of the curve of the relational deficit. Now, there's things we're going to talk about in this episode that you can do to mitigate that. But let me explain this further. See, here's the first paradigm shift I want to give you. Most of us as service-based business owners, right, we put all this, this effort uh, into our marketing, our prospecting, right? Like how do we get these new leads, these new customers to come in and take interest in us and maybe get on a discovery call or let us give them a proposal and some way or another, um, become a customer or a client of ours. Okay. And in the process, you know, we, we have a typical terminology in the service industry of we won, we won that client, right? We Once we have a signed proposal or some form of an agreement or a payment that says, hey, we're now in this business relationship together, we have an official transaction, we mark them as one. In fact, most CRMs, customer uh, relationship management softwares where you, that you use for your business, usually mark that, that stage in that relationship as one. 
right? And so what we tend to think as the entrepreneur, as the business owner is that, well, we just won that business. We won the right to do business with that client. But is that really the way that your client looks at it? Or is your client looking at it as you have won the right to earn their business, right? Because you haven't provided them anything but a promise at this point. They've given you money and they don't have anything physical or tangible to hold in their hand that they can feel good about, right? And so this is the challenge between service-based business versus a product business. Now, there's a lot of advantages and disadvantages to product-based businesses versus service-based businesses. And that's not what this episode is going to be about. But I will point out that one of the significant advantages of having a product-based business is that it's instant, right? Okay, maybe it takes two days for Amazon Prime shipping, but relatively speaking, it's instant. We exchange money and I have something in my hand that I can behold, that I can enjoy, that I can utilize, that will solve a problem for me and most likely at least create some outcome of the solution to that problem in relatively short order, right? Um, you know, maybe you're buying a car, right? Like you have some sort of desire that you have for a particular car um, that has a particular feature or, or thing that you love that means something to you that speaks into who you are personally, right? And when you buy that car, you immediately feel a sense of, all right, I got something of value, okay? Um, and we don't have that benefit as a service-based business. We exchange a signed contract and then a retainer or some sort of a payment or whatever that one status is for you. And then we have a promise now that we have to fulfill on. Okay. And the, the reality is, is the next part of that, um, unfortunately, in a service-based business, it is often very difficult, especially if you are in a, a professional level service-based business right? Lawyers, um, private investigators, security firms, uh, marketing agencies like myself, right? If you are in one of those professional level industries where your client can't tangibly understand exactly what they're getting from you and what the outcome is that they've received, we, we take this period of time to deliver upon it. And when we deliver upon it, they might go, okay, did, did I receive a good service? Is, is what I got from you in comparison to what I could have gotten from another service provider in the same industry worth it? Did I get a lot of value for my money? Did I get taken to the cleaners, right? I mean, how do you know when you hire an attorney, did they do a good job for you? Other than like, you know, um, a total collapse and failure of whatever, you know, uh, whatever they provided you. But um, that's the challenge here, right? And so we don't often recognize that we're operating in this deficit from the very beginning. And as we continue that client relationship going on forward, the the client is continuing. There's, there's a, a, a continual withdrawal, if you will, from the relational bank. And unless we're making deposits in that, that bank continues to get depleted and depleted and depleted. This exact thing happened to me uh, a couple of years ago. I had a client that I thought was a really great client. Well, they were a really great client. And 
I had had them for a while. We had what I thought was a pretty great relationship. Um, you know, I, I, at that time, you know, I probably wasn't, um, uh, you know, I wasn't communicating all the time with them. Right. But I thought, Hey, everything's good. Like I haven't heard complaints from them. I haven't heard them say anything is wrong. So I'm just assuming, Hey, everything's good. Everything's running the way it's supposed to. And all of a sudden out of the blue one day, they pulled chalks on me and said, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with how things are going. And, uh, I want to cancel. And I was flabbergasted. I was floored. I had no, like, I didn't see it coming. I got run over. Right. And, um, that's the relational deficit. We often don't understand exactly where it is. Right. And so I want to talk about what are some things I took some notes here before I jumped on to record about what are some things that we can do to make deposits in that relational bank in order to ensure that we don't fall into this deficit and get blindsided by a client going, I'm not happy when we thought all along they were, they were, they were happy. Um, and so this is actually a journey that I've been on with, with my, uh, with my marketing agency here, um, the last couple of years. And I will say, especially for the last six months, like right now, this is like our key focus, right? So we have set for ourselves in our company, we have, um, we have main, uh, uh, identifying, uh, metrics that are really important to us to deliver upon. And one of our key performance indicators, um, is, account management and our, our client satisfaction. And so this is something that we're working actively on. And so I've got a, a lot of things that we've been doing um, and things yet to be done actually that, um, that I want to, I want to throw some ideas out to you. If you have a service-based business, some of the things you can do maybe to improve upon this, right? So the first is just generalized, I mean, improving your customer experience, right? From beginning to end. So everything from the onboarding process to um, your project management, like how, no matter what sort of service-based business you run, you, you have a project, you have a thing to fulfill. What does that process look like of fulfilling on what service it is that you sold? How do you manage that? Does the, does the client always know what stage things are in? Do they have a means of, of, is somebody communicating with them or did they have a way to go log into a portal and see exactly where things are at and when to expect the next update? Or are they just sitting there constantly in this status of waiting and wondering what comes next, right? I'll admit we were doing that to our clients at one point. I didn't even recognize it, but we were doing that to our clients. We we're just leaving them in the state of, Hey, we're working on this and you know, we'll let you know. Right. Um, now I didn't think of it that way because I was in it, right? I could see the timelines. I knew what was happening on the back end, but the client didn't know they're sitting there going, are they even working on my project? Have they forgotten about it altogether? Did I pay them and they're just ghosting me? Right. And meanwhile, we're working hard on it, but they don't know that. So what does your project management look like? Are you communicating those things? Um, what about your support? How can you increase, uh, improve support? How do you, does your client always know how to get in touch with you? Do they have the right person? Do they know who to contact in a moment's notice when they need to? Do they know that they can expect a response within a certain time frame? right? These expectations re re reduce and eliminate ambiguity and a reduction in elimination of ambiguity creates clarity, which creates a better customer or client relationship. Okay. Um, what about celebrating milestones? Okay. This is something we're working really hard on right now. And I'm excited about is celebrating milestones with our clients where we look at, 
what are the the moments in our relationship and the, the, the work that we provide for our clients where we can celebrate with them and say, congratulations, this is done. And, and what does that celebration look like, right? Is it a, a personalized video that I can send them and say, hey, congratulations, I'm really excited for you. This is a milestone for you and your business. Um, or is it a gift that I can send them? Um, what does that look like, right? Um, but celebrating milestones. Um, I would also say like, you need to be deliberate about creating relationships, um, talking with them, developing the relationship. Uh, I know a lot of service-based business owners that they don't like to talk to their clients, right? And they try to do everything via email, right? But you've got to have those conversations. Um, I already talked about gift giving. Um, but when you're making, when you're having those conversations, it also means taking note of things, right? Remembering what's important to your client, listen to what they say. Like, do they, um, do they have three dogs and like those dogs are the focal point of everything or, you know, grandkids, or, you know, they mentioned their anniversary or a wedding date or, you know, whatever, but celebrate those milestones with them as well. Not just the business milestones of the services you're providing, but also their personal milestones. Okay. Um, take notes on those things when you have those conversations. If if you're not doing that, you need to be. And if you don't have a CRM, a CRM software to log that in, then you need to have a CRM for your business. There's lots of great CRM softwares out there. Um, lots and lots and lots and lots. Um, if you're a uh, if you're listening to this right now, I'm I'm biased, and I will say I'm going to ask you to go check out BreacherCRM.com. B r e a c h e r dot com b r e a c h e r dot com um that is our um i'm sorry breacher crm dot com go check that out that's our software um our crm software and it's it's awesome but again i'm biased okay so moving on um we also have to make sure we're paying attention to things right we have to pay attention to the fulfillment of the service right are things being done to the standard and expectation that we have? Have we, have we documented what those standards are? Have we communicated that to our team? If we have a team, how are we holding them accountable to achieving those standards, right? Because if we don't meet those standards, then our clients notice that. And they may not say anything because they don't want to, they don't want conflict, but um, they notice it, right? And that creates that relational deficit. Um, give sneak peeks, right? So this is something that's, that I find fun is give sneak peeks to your clients of things you're working on, new things that are coming, new additions to your services. Um, give them advanced access to things, right? Um, or you could look at this giving sneak peeks as um, during the project um, that you're fulfilling, whatever that may be. Is there a way to give them kind of a, uh, a sneak peek and say, hey, you know, we're not done with this thing yet but I want you to see what progress we've made, right? Because then that checks that box of, okay, they haven't forgotten about me. They haven't just taken my money and ghosted me. They are working on the thing and I'm seeing the progress. So give sneak peeks. Um, the other thing is obviously asking for feedback. There's lots of different ways you can do this, directly asking, sending surveys, review requests, uh, just shooting an email and asking. There's lots of ways, but, um, but certainly you need to get that feedback. The last thing I have here is just keep communicating. Communication, communication, communication is key. Not only does that help us stay front of mind, right? Because the more we stay front of mind with our clients, the more likely they are to do two very important things. Refer us to their friends because they remember when their friend says, I need X, Y, and Z service, they go, oh, wait a second. I have a guy or I have a girl for that. I have a, a company that I use for that. 
and they're front of mind because I just talked to them the other day, right? And so stay front of mind. But also that the second thing that that does is it creates repeat business. So there's actually a, a study that I'm looking at here um, that uh, uh, says studies have shown that a 5% increase in customer retention correlates with a 125% increase in profits. Okay. That's the power of communication. When we communicate, it increases customer retention. If we have even just a 5% increase in customer retention, I want you guys to grasp this and how, how huge this is. Just a 5% increase in customer retention correlates with a 125% increase in profits. Okay, so that's all I've got for today, guys. This is what I wanna leave you with, okay? Just pay attention to your relational deficit if in your service-based business and always assume that it is worse than it actually is, okay? Always assume that it's actually worse than it is. All right, that's it for today, guys. Here's what I, one, one call to action I wanna leave you with, and that is, do you think you would be a good guest on the Uncompromised podcast? Are you an uncompromised, comp, are you an uncompromised entrepreneur yourself? So you guys get all the bloopers here on the show. Are you an uncompromised entrepreneur yourself? Um, I want you to know that I want you on the show, or I wanna talk to you at least about it. If you think that's you, go to Adam, email me at adamw at heightdigital.com. That's adamw at h-i-t-e digital.com. All right, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. And until then, stay uncompromised. 